<laughs> so, hi everybody. I got a story to tell you. I got a story to tell you about uh Sean, it's not your turn yet. Mm. <laughs> story everybody, I got a story to tell you about this this young man who had a friend and it was his friend's birthday. And this friend played a lot of Diablo. Well, this young man, remember in this story, there's a young man and there's a friend. This young man went to Best Buy for his friend's birthday and started looking through PC games and found one game that said something along the lines of more work hours have been lost to this game than any other game ever made. And that friend thought, this is perfect. Wait, that young man thought, this is perfect to give this to my good friend. So he gave it to his good friend and it turned into a, a whole, you know what, Sean, it's your turn here. What did it turn into? You can speak now. I'm, I'm allowed to talk now. Yeah, now it's fine. What did it turn into? I don't even know how to describe it. Um, it turned into um, passion. It turned into uh, addiction. Um, it turned into a an absolutely fantastically wonderful experience and of fun and joy that I can't really and also frustration and disappointment beyond beyond words. I think I those my- are those are all so many beautiful ways to describe this game. I, I like that you touched on all corners because it really is the this game had a lot of good and bad aspects, and I love that you touched on all of it. Yeah, it, it definitely, I vividly remember after like the 16 hour uploading of disc after disc after disc, <laughs> um, you know, sitting there in the dark, it was really late at night and being, and I died probably, I don't even know, so many times. Cause I think when you gave it to me, you were actually there and you came over like, let's yeah. play. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah, after like four hours, like, I'm just going to go, man. Like this isn't going to happen. So like, we didn't even play the first day. I want to set the scene for everybody too. Okay. Go for it. Cause uh, if we're going to be talking about this a lot, I think it's important. Everybody can visualize this place that we were in when we first started playing. <laughs> okay. So we were in um, Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, we were, in I think what you call studio apartment where it's kind of like an artist loft where the whole place is one big area and it's like kind of a worn down building but it's like super cool with hardwood floors and huge windows like an artist loft is the only way I know how to describe it right yeah that's that's a good way to describe it so Sean's there with his uh girlfriend and uh now wife current wife yes yes um and there's a little computer in the very corner of the room, like this little wooden computer with this, uh, with an I with a Dell and, uh, just like a, um, just like a full ashtray of cigarettes at all times. And like a, a, a plate with a peanut butter sandwich crumbs on it. And so it's just this little smoky corner of this massive room is kind of what you're looking at here. Yeah. The, the square footage, I believe was, it was like around 1500 square feet and it was, you know, double tall. So it was 25 feet or so tall. And, um, the ceilings were, it was flat, you know, but it was just like a giant rectangle with two pillars in the center. And that, that was pretty much it. You know, there was a kitchen tucked underneath the loft yeah. and then there was a loft that was, 
you know, maybe big enough for two beds to fit up there. Very minimalistic, very artist minimalistic. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's where you're downloading this thing in that little corner. It, even Tiny corner. you're in this big space, it feels like this little corner. It's a strange feeling. Well, and you're not facing outside or anything like that. You're like facing back towards oh, the right. corner of the house. You're facing two walls. You're in that type yeah. of a corner, right? There's yeah, these yeah. enormous windows, but F those. Yeah, the whole there's a whole wall of windows, but I didn't put that over there. Well, and please understand why. You know, you got to imagine that it's it's wintertime and you, you don't want to be sitting by the windows. Right, Minnesota. Especially Minnesota, in that spot. Yeah, no good. It was cold. Yeah. And we're talking maybe not 1999 because I don't think we got in right as it popped, but I think we got in like right before the first expansion, if I remember correctly. That sounds about right. So yeah, um, frustration downloading it. And speaking of frustration downloading it, this is all going to come full circle here soon because let me get to the point of what this is all about. Uh, Sean and I love this game so much. I personally stopped playing almost to the day that my son was born. We met me and my wife figured it out the other day. My son was born uh, a little over 12 years ago. And when he was born, I think I played for like a week or two more. And then I realized this just can't work anymore. I can't do this anymore because it became such a lifestyle for me. Sean and I were to a point where we were running guilds, um, running huge raids. And it just got to a point where uh, I had to make a life decision and I got out and I, looked at the game very negatively and very positively going forward at that point in my life. It was like one of those things where I would like, man, I sunk so much time into it and like didn't get so much exercise and like ate so much bad food. Uh, but at the same time, I like met so many people and it became this whole enormous social experiment and um, part of my life. And at the same time, just the gameplay and some of the memories of like being in groups in certain camps were just some of the most beautiful memories that I had just adored. So uh, my brother gave me a, a stein, you know, like to, for a beer stein for when I went to college, my name on it. And it was, so it's pretty big, you know? Yeah. And, um, there, there, there were evenings in which I will eventually, when we're talking about this, call them sleeve. Oh, chips, ahoy evenings. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and explain it now. <laughs> I would take a whole sleeve of chips, uh, ahoy, and I would put it into a glass of milk. And yeah. I would just let it sit there for a oh, while. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, I did. And then... What is would, that even? Oh, no. I'm, I, you know what? I don't know. That's a problem is what that is. That's an issue that we're not going to get into right now. It's like a pudding. Now. It's like a figgy pudding or something when you're all I know, done with no. I'm not. You got to let it sit. And then you right. take a spoon and then you let it... And you kind of, sw- you know, churn it up a little bit after oh, it gets no. nice and melted. And then you just kind of work your way through that um, over the <laughs> course of... a. Uh, uh, you know, good gaming session of a good group of a good six person camp where maybe the person, maybe the thing you're camping pops once, but it probably didn't drop the thing you were hoping for. Yes. The, the, to go back to that first night and like the, the you know, I'd been playing Diablo, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And turning it on. And I think I made a ranger and, you know, I walked out into the wilderness there and I, it was just, I don't know, it was night and I, I couldn't see. And I remember thinking, oh, is this game going to be super easy? Is it going to be stupid? What? And I, dying over and over and over and over and over and over and so many times dying. And um, being like, oh my God, this game is going to be so hard. It's going to be so hard. And, and then actually, like once you're, 
once you're above level 30, you know, yeah. and then again, at like 50 and 60, um, the game really changes, man. And, and it's difficult. It's very difficult, but in a different way. Yeah, because and, it gets to a point where you can't do anything by yourself. But if you're with the right... right group of people who know what they're doing and you all got each other's backs and all that stuff, then all of a sudden the game becomes almost incredibly easy and effective. You be, oh. you get these pockets of time where like you spend hours and hours just trying to get in the right group or set up the right relationships. And then all of a sudden one day you're in a group for like four hours straight and you are just mowing through and just getting drops. And that's the best feeling in the world. Oh boy. So here we are again. Um, I agree with you, Sean, amazingly difficult game. And again, to give a little sneak peek forward, when I created my character yesterday, I forgot how to swim and uh, I died instantly. So EverQuest is still hard. Even if you used to run a guild in Plane of Time, uh, EverQuest is uh, <laughs> really difficult <laughs> when you're starting. <laughs> So I forgot how to swim. I forgot how to point up. And uh, I forgot that you have to hold down right click as you go forward and as you move your head around to actually point. So I was there in the water just dying of drowning. And then I'm like, oh, God, how do I find my body? But So, yeah, Sean and I played this game. We loved it. We stopped. We stopped for a long time. I probably never thought I would play again. And then recently... Sean and I actually started a Magic the Gathering podcast because that's a big passion of ours and that's how we uh, connect these days. And uh, we were like, hey, why don't we do a one-off episode on how much uh, we used to love this game EverQuest just as a little fun thing because I noticed there's no EverQuest podcasts uh, out there right now. I'm a big podcast fanatic and I've searched for them and there's like one of these friends kind of reminiscing of the old days and it's really awesome. And I'm like, what a shame that there's not an actual ongoing podcast about this just amazing game. I mean, it lost to world of Warcraft in the Pepsi versus Coke, you know, dance off or whatever. But, um, I, you know, it's a winner in my book, man. I think this game is wonderful and I think it's a shame that it doesn't, uh, get the same recognition or didn't have the same longevity. Um, and part of that is because of the social aspect, because you can't get anything done by, by yourself and because it is so hard and it's so rewarding when you do get something done. So um, what, I'm, I'm on Twitch the other night and I'm like, well, before we do a podcast on this, I'm going to watch a little Twitch to do a little reminiscing and remember some things so we can actually talk about things like remember what it's like to be linked dead and all this stuff and to zone and things like that. And while I'm watching it, I'm noticing these people playing on this thing called P99 and I start f f listening to them and, all, and I'm noticing they're saying it's free. And I'm like, what are they talking about? EverQuest is free. And so I'm sure a lot of you listening right now have heard about this, but long story short, um, I contact Sean and I'm like, hey, if we're going to do a podcast on EverQuest, let's just play again and do a podcast about that. And I sent him the links and how you can get it for free now um, on a couple of certain servers and here we are. We've already downloaded the game. We've played last night for a couple hours, and this is us kicking off our uh, seminal episode to let you all know that uh, there's going to be a new EverQuest podcast in the world uh, called uh, Forever Quest, and it's uh, Sean and I diving back into the game we loved and starting from scratch. You know, no UIs, no mods, no nerfing out our characters, just starting from scratch with a couple... You know, a couple nothing dudes and just having fun and just doing the whole thing over again and hopefully building a community with all of you through this podcast at the same time. So, Sean, how did you feel when I 
when just what two nights ago now, this is all still so fresh. I sent to you, I'm like, Hey, why don't we do a whole nother podcast? Like I'm getting really energized by this. And, uh, but what was your reaction to actually playing EverQuest again? Mm, it was a little nervous and, um, uh, excited. Um, it's somewhat time consuming, but, uh, and we both have kids and families, so that's challenging <clears throat> jobs, et cetera. Um, but we're all, uh, you know, there's what may, ways that we can manage our time to find time to do this. So I think it's super fun. And I think there's no timetable. Like it's not, um, it doesn't have, we don't have to be level 30 by the end of the week. In a strange way, Sean, uh, since we're doing this through a podcast, I think the more we smell the roses and the longer we take, the better. Right. Because this is a story, right? This is a story about us starting over and trying the journey all over again, but maybe learning from our mistakes and learning mm -hmm. that it's not about hitting level 60 and getting your epic. Because honestly, those were not my best times playing the game. Like just playing last night with you and the fact that we killed some dumb skeleton and it dropped some really bad shield, but neither of us had a shield. Yeah. Like those are the moments, right? And I think yeah. now we know that, or at least now I know that. You might have already known that the first time and known that smelling the roses was important, but I do want to take time. Right. I do I do want to maybe spend a whole day just looking for quests and stuff and not get any AXP and not worrying about the fact that we're not keeping up with everybody and that we might not ever get our epic. You know, I don't want that to be the goal this time. Well, I mean, I already started the quest, but uh, that's fine, whatever. <laughs> you started your epic? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, oh that was a whole nother thing was, um, you know, th this is, um, there's a, like, there's a weird bridge for this game for me from playing like Commodore 64 and like, in, um, that vert, like that era of video games. Did you play Bard's Tale? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's how we connected on video games. Cause I was a huge Bard's Tale head when I lived in Michigan before I met you. Yeah, so my, one of my my good my good friends, Chris Benner, and I played that game a lot. And um, he he uh, he and I, I don't know, we were crazy about it. Anyway, I don't want to get too deep into that. But yeah, th oh, that's this... another podcast, Bard's Tale. Actually, I tried <laughs> replaying Bard's Tale, and I found uh, it pretty unplayable. Yeah, I played it again too, and it was it wasn't the same thing. No, um, but this has been, and th what there's a piece of this, and I remember clearly thinking it when I was playing it. Um, you know, I didn't have anybody teaching me how to play the game. I just purely had read the thing. There wasn't some, you know, at that time, there wasn't really no place to go and find information, at least when we first started playing. There was by the time we were done. That's right, because uh, <laughs> for those who weren't alive, you know, it came out in 1999. The internet was up and running, and the, even the economy of dot-com had a big surge and then bubbled at burst, you know, back when Yahoo used to be the number one thing on the internet. But really the real true power of the internet and the real true connectivity of the internet is kind of marked at 2004. And that's when yeah. everything when data, that's when everything kind of really started to change. And so we're still 1999, 2000 when the internet existed, but just to like find maps was super difficult, you know? Right. And, you know, so even learning that you had to retype in the text when, you know, you're seeing something in, in parentheses, um, Right. I, don't, I, I can't tell you how, I don't remember how long it was until I figured that out. You know, I, I don't, I right. honestly, I don't remember how long it was. Um, but I do, the other piece of this that I totally remember was the, the thing that like changed me. The I must've been like in my level 20 something 
before I ever grouped, before I ever played with somebody, other person or whatever. Uh, Cause it wasn't like you were playing the game at the time, right? You just, right. I would come, I would come to your place and watch you play and we would take turns. And when I yes. would jump on your character, um, I would, uh, I, I trolled people. Let's just be honest about it. I was a little <laughs> stinky troll sometimes. And I was a troll with your character, which you were like, dude, stop ruining my reputation around right. town, man. Right. And you're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, no, these people, like, I'm going to see them tomorrow. And they're going right. to be like, I'm not going to buff you. And right. you're like, what are you talking about? Let's have more fun. <laughs> and so there we go. And then you'd also thought it was hilarious when we died. You'd laugh just like that. And I would be like, no, but you don't understand. Like you're setting me back like three days right now. (laughs) You're like, no, it's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, So, um, yeah. Um, So here we are again. Can we, I want to tell everybody about what the process is like playing again, because one thing I want to try to encourage through this podcast is if we do have people out there listening and they do want to form a community I want to let people know not only who are playing, how to find us, but people who aren't playing, who maybe want to try it again, how to do it. So you had more difficulty than me actually getting it going because you work with a Mac and sometimes games are a little more difficult to get working on Macs. But I think we should both just quickly talk about our experience getting this game going again, because we did do this free version. You can still play EverQuest for money. But frankly, we weren't too interested in that because I'm not, I don't really want to jump on a server where I'm playing with the people who have been playing since 1999 and they're just so dope and they can run, you know, four characters on their box and they're all epicked out and everything. I'm looking for a little more chill experience. Plus, I noticed that these free servers actually have a ton of, it seems like they have more players on them. So the free one sounds perfect for me. There's, I believe, three free servers. There's a green, a blue, and a something else. The something else is a player versus player. Sean and I don't do that. We like playing against, you know, the creatures in the game. And so we chose blue. So that's the first thing. And there's a green and a blue, and we chose blue. And honestly, I don't know if we picked the right one or the wrong one. I'm hoping that we can even hear from some of you. Um, maybe one is better than the other. I have no idea. We chose blue. And uh, Sean, do you want to talk a little bit about the whole experience of how to get this going? on your computer how, how to get this up and going for free I mean, how many swear words do you want to hear <laughs> that's another thing we got to talk about is is this going to be a podcast we're allowed to swear on let's start off with no yeah i like it um we'll see how that goes but all right um so you know i don't know i run boot camp and so I'll partition my drive and that means i'm running windows on another drive which is fine um but one of the issues i've had for a while now is having sound on this side uh, while I'm on the Windows side. So that's always interesting to deal with. Um, but uh, just getting it all set up, it, it, it was a trial and tribulation. There were some moments. Yeah, um, so what did, what specifically, just so people have an idea of what it takes, you know, first of all, I'd say it takes a couple hours, even if you're not dealing with a Mac, you're probably looking at maybe a two hour setup, maybe shorter if you're super good with computers. But uh, what did we have to do, Sean? First, we had to like download like five discs, right? Yeah. And, and especially for you to download them I mean, a lot of computers that don't have disc drives anymore, you got to download like a disc simulator to actually like mount these discs and make your computer think it's reading a CD, right? That's right. And all this is spelled out at this um, website. If you look for something called Project 1999, there's this really nice descriptive website. But it does look like a lot of steps. It's a little intimidating at first. But again, it's about a night's worth of frustration. 
hopefully under two hours if you're on a PC. So, um, yeah, you have to download like five discs. Uh, now they say you can buy the discs. You can always get them on eBay for like seven bucks. But, you know, if you go onto any Twitch channel of people playing P99 EverQuest, likely they'll send you like a link to a Google Drive with the discs. Um, you know, I'm not saying I did that because I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to, but I'm pretty sure that uh, stuff like that happens out there. So uh, that's one way to get the discs. And uh, then after that, Sean, it had this like, what do we have to do after that? Is that when we had to download these like extra patch files or something like that? So yeah, you have to, you have to move some things around and um, you have to change some of the directory so that you're playing off of this server rather than that server. So you have to make sure that that's put into the right folder and yeah, copy like it, correctly. It like it has these override files for you. It has you download all five disks and those disks go on your computer, but that has these little group of files that you have to overwrite over the files or else, you know, to make this P99 thing work. Yeah, you you can't start from the EverQuest launch, otherwise it would try to bring you, like it would update and try to bring you into its its servers, and that, would, that wouldn't be good. Exactly. Um, and I believe this is all about board, uh, this whole P99 thing, uh, and that it's an agreement. I don't even think Sony Online Entertainment exists anymore. Um, I think it's been sold to another company who's running the online service, but... Again, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. By the way, right, we don't have an online presence yet. We're just getting this up and going, but I do have an email. Uh, you can always email purpleelfproductions at gmail.com if you have any suggestions on what server we should be on, um, all this type of stuff. Again, I want to build a community. Like if you're a streamer and you're out there and you're on one and you're on our server and you want to make like a low level character and like start a guild with us or something, you know, that's kind of, I think that'd be really cool to do something like this and then we can collab together. Like we can be on your stream and play with you, but you know, then we can on the podcast talk about what it was like playing with you. And I think it'll be really cool. Um, that's another thing I was thinking about Sean is do we want to start a guild? Not yet. Not yet. Cause I was, I, I mean, was thinking you, that's actually the perfect Patreon thing because you know, with these podcasts, you always want to get a Patreon going eventually, you know, to help pay for our, all of our time that we're putting into this. And I thought a perfect Patreon would be um, if somebody donates for even a dollar a month, that they're just in the guild. And I thought that'd be pretty sweet. And they, so therein lies your answer. We have no one in the guild because we don't have any patrons. <laughs> but what do you think of the idea, though, the concept? Uh, I think it's a great idea. Um, I think that's absolutely a fantastic idea. Um, there's an, a guild name that I love, the idea of it. Who knows, it might be taken, but I think it sounds super badass. Uh, what, do you think uh -huh. of the, what do you think of the orphanage? Oh, boy. Doesn't that sound like badass? Oh, the orphanage is coming. Oh boy, is that not cool? I don't know. Is it? It's, it's, should we just uh, should we just call it Forever Quest? <laughs> Probably. <clears throat> Sean's not ready to I'm, think about this yet, guys. We're not ready to go. No, and now you're making now you're making me think about it. That's the problem, and I can't okay. I, I can't answer on the on the fly. I got, I've got to I got to take it in. Okay, so. Um, Let's start to wrap this up here. So this is our first episode, letting everybody know this is coming. I don't know how often we're going to be recording. Um, uh, I think uh, Sean is going to be uh, a big part of the podcast going forward. Every once in a while, I may record one on my own too, just because I have more free time on my hands. Uh, so if I'm ever doing other explorations throughout EverQuest, I may also put out podcasts, but I'm hoping, Sean, that you're with me for as much of this as possible. And can you... You said something to me yesterday that made me laugh my, no, we're not swearing, so it made me laugh my uh, dunk off. Mm. And that's when you were making fun of the last time when um, 
the last time we played, what would happen? Did you say that when I would always be like, no, I'll, I won't play ahead of you, right? <laughs> there was always this thing with me and you where I always had more time to play than you. And I think that might be happening again here, right? Yes. And so, and you got worried about that. You're like, wait a second, is this going to be like last time mm-hmm. where you're always saying, no, I'll wait for you. No, I'll wait for you. And then all of a sudden your character is leveling up higher and higher. And you're like, what the hell? We can't group together anymore. And you're like, yep. and then you make a crappy little alt that you don't even want to play anymore. You're like, I'll play with my little crappy alt to play with you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it that's it here's the thing is i'm making a vow uh to not do that we have our two mains and Mm -hmm. uh that main is only going to be played when you're online and i hope that you do the same for me unless we're like you know just thinking around a town and selling items or something like that yeah that sounds right to me i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and put i'll I'll just put a side bet down right now that that's I'm not saying I'm not going to make an alt, Sean. Oh, there it goes. I can have an alt, but I'm never going to play my main that is with you without right. you. Right, I understand. Uh, now we're see. Now we're getting down to the roots of it. We're getting down to the the real roots of EverQuest. So, um, what are we looking at here? We're on Blue Server. We are Iskar, right? Yep. All right, tell everybody what classes we are. That way, if anybody's interested in starting a class and maybe grouping up with us. By the way, we're we're never going to have a specified time we play. But Sean and I, a big thing for us is we don't want this to be a stressful thing. We want this to be a fun thing. We got enough stress in our life. So there is probably zero chance that we are ever going to get to the point where we are like fully running a guild and we are on certain hours of the day. That's never going to happen again. I'm not saying that we wouldn't like hand the reins over to somebody else and be like, Hey, you run our guild and we just like help promote it with our podcast and stuff. Right. But if you ever want to like level up and group with people who you can count on being online certain nights and certain hours, we're not your guys. And we give you that same respect. If you ever want to group with us and like, we just got to an awesome camp and the EXP is flowing and you're like, Hey guys, I got to go. My kid just skinned his knee. Like we get it. And that's not, we don't want to be the type of group that's all about leveling. We want to be the type of group that's about having fun and respecting each other. Yep. I I totally agree. Okay. So, um, yeah. Uh, so what are our classes, Sean? Did you already say it? Nope. I started off as a shadow knight. Um, I always wanted to play one. Uh, I played a ranger and an enchanter in my last, um, episodes of uh, EverQuest. I had monks and other characters too, but those were my two main characters. Um, so this will be a little bit of a challenge for me, but I think I can do it. And uh, I am a shaman. I've never played a shaman before. On EverQuest 1, I played a dwarf cleric, and then I played a half-elf druid, and the druid is the one I got up to like playing a time and stuff like that. Uh, so I was always bigger on soloing and kiting stuff. Um, and usually, you know, druids are like accepted into groups, but not like super welcome. Like the groups would usually rather have a cleric. So I just tried to get really good at healing and really just max out all my stuff. So I was still beneficial. But this time, you know, uh, shaman, I'm assuming that's not going to be too different than a druid as far as uh, has a similar set of skills. I just think that they work those skills in a very different way. I think a shaman's going to be much more beneficial to a group than a druid was. 
hopefully. Oh my, yeah, their buffs were the, if I remember, they were the best in the game, weren't they? And they, and they get the best slow, I believe, which slow against yeah. uh, in single target fights, like against bosses and stuff like that is incredible. Yeah. yeah. And there was, yeah, I remember there being certain places where you had to have one. <clears throat> Yeah, so I've always played healers when I have the choice. I'm currently in a real D&D campaign. I'm playing a wizard just because um, somebody else wanted to give a cleric a try or a healer a try. But normally I always play healer. And my whole logic is uh, I'm, I believe that the healer is the most important member of the group. And I like feeling important. <laughs> I always feel like if the healer is not doing his job, that's like the easiest way a group can completely fall apart. And I, I like having that responsibility. So that's why I like being a healer. That is funny that I've never heard you say that. I always thought it was because you like sitting down a lot and not like not having to do much, but pushed, I pushed three again. No, I pushed three again. Nope. I, I pushed three again. No, I feel like, uh, as far as a weak link of a team, if your cleric is your weak link, that's probably the, the worst thing that could happen to a team. And I, I like, uh, I like trying to live up to that challenge. Yeah, I think the tank is the same, pretty pretty close to it. Yeah, the, especially the puller, I would say, yep. even more so yep. than the tank, because if whoever's pulling is getting ads and stuff, that's also just a death nail for the whole group. Yeah, when I was a ranger, I was expert at it. I was so good at it. Yeah, you're all right at it. <laughs> I'm a ranger. Nobody wants me in their group. I can pull pretty good, guys. <laughs> and then your warrior can do the tanking. I add some that's DPS, not as much as your rogue or your wizard, but I'm all right. <laughs> Yeah, that was their that was their issue. They really they were really cornered in a way. When they made level sixty, they were they were fine. Their DPS went way up, but they were still nowhere near wizards. So speaking of level sixty, one thing I don't know, and I honestly don't do, want to do a ton of research on, is how high we can even get in the um, server that we're on. I'm not even worried about that right now. Yeah, I, I love the idea of not knowing what's ahead of us. Like I don't like we've been in uh, what field of bone, and we don't know what the map looks like. Like I don't want to look up the map, and I don't want to look up the quests. Like I want to treat this very in a very exploratory manner, just like have fun trying to find our way through the game. Mm-hmm. So are you on, are you playing EverQuest right now? I hear clicky clicks. Nope. No. You're, pl you're playing EQ. You're looking, did you find the bank in East Calabas, by the way? Cause I have no idea where to find food or the bank. I can show you. I can show you. I found it all today. And you're going to show me the quest to get my bags, right? I'm not going to show you that. I'm going to make you look around and I'll say hotter, colder, hotter. Okay. Colder. Now it. we, we got to tell everybody what we actually did yesterday. Uh, we got up to level three. Yes. And uh, what we did is we went out in East Cal uh, in the field of bone and we killed skeletons and gathered their bone chips. And then we handed them in yep. to a guard after talking to them and like mm -hmm. saying something about bone chips. Anytime somebody says something in brackets, you repeat that thing. And it put this quest in line and then you have to hand them the bone chips one at a time by holding down control and then put in this inventory. And then you get like really nice experience. So that's how we got up to level three. So if anybody out there is looking to get into EverQuest again and meet us out there in Field of Bone, that's probably the best way to start leveling up. Do it. You got anything else, Sean? I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited to approach this game in a very different way that we did last time and hopefully a much healthier way. And hopefully we can still get all the benefits out of it while deeply minimizing uh, the negative impacts it had on us. I am also looking very much forward to this and um i don't see it being negative i think i think i'm a different much older much wiser um much more capable of managing my time and uh for everybody out there we do have a website called uh purpleelfproductions.com uh i'll be creating a patreon soon 
And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. And thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If you happen to li like the game Magic, you should also check out our other podcasts. Called Let's Draft. That's it. That's it. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.